0: We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy! Hey Kingdom Culture family, happy Sunday. So good to see you coming in on the heels of Thanksgiving weekend. I haven't had a chance to say it to you yet, but happy belated Thanksgiving The last two weeks, we've had some incredible uh, voices in the house. First one was Caleb Davidson, great friend of mine, pastor in this city. Pastors, an amazing church in the West End called My Church, as well as Pastor Brendan Witten from Toronto. Pastors, an incredible church in Toronto called Toronto City Church. Both of those messages brought some incredible encouragement and strength. So if you haven't listened to them yet, please go back and have a listen. But today on the heels of thanksgiving, I wanna do what I usually do about once or twice a year and talk about the power of being thankful. I think in this season, I wanna say that we should just be thankful all the time. The Bible says it, the Bible encourages us to be thankful all the time, but we don't need a weekend just to be thankful. And I wanna encourage us in this season to keep a posture of thankfulness. In this season, keep a posture of thankfulness that's reflected in every area of our life. In fact, I believe this, that faith actually is reflected with a thankful heart. Faith is reflected with a thankful heart. You know when somebody's walking in faith, when you can see their thankfulness and their gratitude towards life, towards the environments that they're in, towards the circumstances that surround them. I know, you know, one day... Jesus is going to come back. And the one thing he says, you can read it in Luke chapter 18, verse 8, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith in the earth? And I just believe that really the question is this will he find thankful people? That even in the midst of trial, in the midst of pain, darkness, struggle, contradiction, will he find a thankful people? Which really I believe is a reflection of a faith filled people. And this is the question that Jesus is asking over and over again. Will I find faith in you? Is there faith in you? I want to be a man that is looked at as a man of faith, but ultimately a man who's thankful because when I'm thankful and I'm in gratitude, I'm more peaceful. When I'm thankful and I'm in gratitude, I'm more kind. I'm more gentle. I'm all these things. The fruit of the spirit we see in Galatians chapter five is represented when I'm thankful. When I'm not thankful, I'm not operating in that space. I'm not producing that kind of fruit, but there's something about faith that translates into thankfulness that then translates into Holy Spirit fruit. And I wanna continue to be on that track. I know you do too. That's why I wanna teach on this and encourage us in this season to not just be thankful for a weekend and celebrate for a weekend, but to celebrate for this season that we're going to have a thankful spirit through this season i'm going to ask god today and i'm believing god today that he's going to do something incredible in and through your life, in your finances, in your career, in your marriage, in your relationships, in whatever it is that you put your hand to do uh, in business, and government, whatever sphere you're in, in education, as an at-home mom, as an at-home dad, whatever the case may be for you, I wanna help and I wanna partner with you, I wanna encourage you, I wanna pray with you that there's gonna be some incredible movement simply by just positioning our heart in a posture of thankfulness, So as you know, we're doing communion at the very end of this message. And so I want to encourage you to get out your elements, get out your your blood, your your wine, your grape juice, whatever it is for you, and your body, whether it's a cracker, bread, whatever it is for you as well. Get it ready, get it out. But I want to ask you this question as we start today. How do you approach God? How do you approach God? Maybe the question should be, how do you approach life? How do you approach the environments you come into, the house you walk into, the family you you approach? How do you approach relationships? How do you approach stuff? Because how you approach stuff really will determine what you get out of it. If you approach your career with a negative attitude, you're only going to get negative out of it. If you approach a relationship with negativity, you're not going to get much positivity out of it. Well, how we approach God as well really is a determining factor of what we are able to believe God for. If we approach God and say God's small and he doesn't care about my every detail of my life, well then guess what? You're going to see a manifestation of that in your life. But if you approach God believing that he's good, believing that is kind, you know, believing that, like we we just sang it before we came into this message, the goodness of God. Thank God for the goodness of God. If we approach God from that vantage point, guess what? We will see his goodness in our life. If we're believing, if we're stepping out, if we're positioning our heart, we will see his goodness. So how you approach him is huge in this season. It says in Psalms 95 verse 2, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. The word could be, let us approach his presence with thanksgiving, being thankful. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. This word for thanksgiving in the Hebrew is the word todah, and it means adoration. It means praise. It could be translated as a sacrifice of praise or a sacrifice of worship, because sometimes being thankful is Is not something we feel. It's a sacrifice. It could feel like a sacrifice. I don't feel thankful right now, but I know I have a lot to be thankful for. I don't feel, um, you know, encouraged right now, but I know I have a lot to be encouraged by. Part of our faith journey, even when we don't feel thankful, we choose to be thankful. This is part of the journey that we're all on. Thanksgiving is an expression of gratitude, like I said earlier on. What are you thankful for? Think of one thing you're thankful for, your child, your children, your job, your marriage, your relationships, that new TV show that you just love, that's just giving you so much joy at night when your kids are in bed, or the fact that you're breathing, you're thankful for your car, your house. I mean, there's there's no there's no right or wrong answer. What are you thankful? There's something to be Thankful for. And within all, all of those areas in your life, maybe there's an area of that area that I just mentioned that you are believing for change in. Maybe it's marriage, maybe it's your job. There's something within that thing that you're thankful for that you're also believing for change. You're believing for movement. Something's just, you feel stuck, you feel caught, you feel like you can't advance and move forward. We're, we're taking communion today and we're going to believe that those things begin to move on your behalf. I want to read a scripture out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22. It says this Paul is simply recounting or reciting uh, what took place at the Last Supper with Jesus and his 12 disciples. And he says this Paul, to the Corinthian church, the Corinthian believers, let me go over with you again exactly what goes on in the Lord's Supper and why it's so centrally important. I received my instructions from the Master himself and passed them on to you. The Master Jesus. On the night of his betrayal, took bread. Having given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, broken for you. Do this this to remember me. After supper, he did the same thing with the cup. This cup is my blood, my new covenant with you. Each time you drink it, remember me. So if you're taking notes today, write this subject title down, Why So Thankful? And really, it's a question. And I give you the answer because it's the right path. The subtitle is, is is really, It's the Right Path. Why so thankful? It's the right path. The path to what? We're going to get into that in a second. Let me reread this last passage out of a different translation for you. The New King James Version. Verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks... He broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. But the thing that I want to stop on for a second, and you've heard me teach this before, because I teach around this subject about once or twice a year, okay? But when he said he had given thanks, it's the word eucharistio, in the Greek languages, which is where we get the term, the Eucharist, which some denominations would use to define, um, what, what is called the Lord's supper, taking, uh, you know, the, the, the wine and the body, taking the blood and the body, symbolically speaking here, you know, it's called the, we call it the Eucharist. Okay. This word Eucharist means good, well, uh, favor from God, good, well, meaning favor from God to respond to a good favor. That is to thank or give thanks. It it means, or to acknowledge God's grace works well. So when you give thanks over something, when I give thanks over this and over this, I'm acknowledging the good and well-meaning favor of God. I'm actually unlocking something spiritual when I give thanks There's proven studies that when you're in gratitude, it does something to not only you, but the atmosphere around you. But in the spirit, because we're believers in Jesus, I mean, he gives us the invitation to approach him with thankfulness. There's something about this, and we see it all throughout Scripture. We're going to continue to dive into this a little more. Now, during the second century, the Eucharist became the generic term for the Lord's Supper. So remember, when we thank God, when we Eucharistio for our food or for anything, we are acknowledging that by his grace or undeserved favor, we have been given whatever it is that we are thanking him for. I believe heaven opens in these moments. It's like, or or maybe the, the, the term should be we become aware that heaven is open in these moments moments. The act of communion or participating in the Lord's Supper, you know, in the Catholic Church is called the sacrament, okay? And this would be defined by Roman Catholics as a rite in which God is uniquely active. Now, I actually believe that. I really believe that God is uniquely active in this act of taking communion because when we're thankful, it unlocks the supernatural. Augustine of Hippo defined a Christian sacrament as a visible sign of an in Visible reality. A visible sign, it's a visible action, and it's an in, a visible sign of an unvisi- invisible reality. There's something in the unseen that takes place in God that then manifests in the scene. It's intangible first and manifests in the tangible through the act of what the Catholics would call a sa- this sacrament. And I actually believe there's power in it. The Bible talks about the power in it. Even if you read on in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and continue on in that chapter, you see the, the, the outcomes and results of taking communion in an unworthy manner, but it connects it back to the health of our bodies. Now, in Roman Catholic theology, we have this word in the Latin, which actually in English is translated transubstantiation, in that there's a change of essence or inner reality when we take part in the Eucharist, when we thank God and we do this act of communion, which is what we're going to do in just a few moments, when we thank God and we acknowledge the good and well meaning of favor of God over the situation or over the elements, that something uniquely changes. No longer is it just a symbol but there's a divine exchange i believe that this is more than a symbol this is an act like baptism is more than a symbol there's a divine exchange there's a spiritual statement that is made when you go under the water of the waters of baptism that when you come up there's a spiritual exchange that takes place i don't believe baptism saves you but it's definitely a, de- a declaration and a confirmation that you are walking and you are committed to walking with jesus and making his name known. Something happens, spiritually speaking, when you take that step the same way that it does when you take part in communion. Now, like I said, a thankful prayer is a faith-filled prayer. A thankful heart is a faith-filled heart. I said earlier that part of being thankful really is a reflection of real, genuine faith, and something happens. It says in Psalms chapter 100, verse 4, we enter into His gates with thanksgiving. There again, again, we see we approach, we approach the gates, we enter into His gates. Whose gates? It's His gates. We enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. The word for gates, when you break it down, means to act as a gatekeeper. So Thanksgiving literally gives us the keys and gives us the authority to act as a gatekeeper. We have access to what's on the other side of the gate. There's always something that we want to access on the other side of the gate. We go through a gate to get to a de- destination, to get to a location. There's somewhere you want to go in God, somewhere th- something you're believing for, a breakthrough. Well, if you want to access his gates, I believe that thanksgiving, which is a reflection of faith, and faith gives us the access point, which is like why Paul said in Hebrews chapter 4 verse uh, 16 that we, we boldly, It's by faith we boldly can approach the throne of grace to obtain mercy in time of need. It's like we can boldly enter in and access his gates through thanksgiving, which is a reflection of great faith. This is what we're talking about, you guys. And when it comes to this word I used earlier, transubstantiation, you may not believe it's true, you may not believe it's real, but it's actually the concept of the unseen changing, even though the visible still remains the same, is all throughout scripture. In fact, even the fact that you're a new creation in Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. All things, old things have passed away. All things have become new. You look the same on the outside, but the inner essence on the inside has changed. You are literally a transubstantiated being, so to speak. Well, when we thank God, And we release the favor of God over an atmosphere or over a thing. It changes the inner essence. And so when the inner essence changes, it unlocks the miraculous. We see this all throughout scripture. Even when Jesus blessed the loaves, he said... He gave thanks and all of a sudden what was one loaf became thousands. It still looked like one loaf to the disciples, but when he thanked God and he blessed it, he actually Eucharistioed God with the loaf and he he multiplied the bread. It, the, the, all of a sudden the 12 disciples didn't have like thousands of loaves. They just, as they passed that out, it multiplied. It kept one loaf became a thousand because in that one loaf, the inner essence changed. And so you see this all throughout scripture, even in Acts chapter 19, where handkerchiefs and aprons were brought to the sick that Paul had touched. And those people that were sick, when the handkerchief touched them, they were healed. They were set free. They were delivered of demons. Not because the handkerchief necessarily looked any different or was special, but the inner essence. There was a favor. There was a blessing on it. There was something unique about it that no longer just made it a handkerchief. It was more than just a handkerchief. And so it's so important. So number one, I want to give you three points as to why being thankful is the right path. That was my long introductory, but I want to give you three points. Number one, write this down. The path of healing. Number one, the path of healing. You can read an amazing story in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. There are ten lepers, and you know they they come to Jesus. They have leprosy, skin disease. Jesus cleanses the leper, okay, cleanses all ten of them. So he cleanses them of the disease, but it does not mean that their body has been made whole. It does not mean their body has been renewed. In leprosy, often you'd lose like parts of your finger, your ear would melt off, your nose would be disfigured, melt off your body, like. This disease didn't just, you know, attack the skin. It actually attacked the extremities. It attacked the 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 parts of your body that you needed to function. So here are these 10 lepers. They're cleansed. They have no more s- the disease. And then Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. Go make sure. Go get a confirmation that, in fact, you are cleansed so you can reenter society. And out of the 10 lepers, only one leper came back. And he came back. Um, to take it a step further, to thank God to Eucharistio Jesus that he had cleansed him of his leprosy. Even though, who knows? Maybe he had disfigured body. Maybe he had lost some fingers and ear. Who knows what had happened? He came back out of all 10. He was the only one that came back. And even Jesus acknowledged it. He's like, where's the other 10? I, th- I thought I cleansed 10. Only one came back. And this is what it says, uh, verse 15 to 19. And one of them, When he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. The word is Eucharistio. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Remember this now. Thankfulness, remember, is a reflection of faith. He didn't even acknowledge the thankful part of it. Jesus didn't acknowledge the thankfulness. He acknowledged the faith because God sees the faith. Thankfulness is like the fruit. Faith is the root. Write that down. Thankfulness is the fruit and faith is the root. Jesus looked past the fruit and acknowledged the root. So the root of this thankfulness is that he is in faith amongst the 10. And as a result, his faith has made him well. The word is sozo, the word in the Greek, which means he was literally made whole, body, soul, and spirit. In this context, he was one step further than just being healed and cleansed of his leprosy. His everything that had been dysfunctional, disfigured, or maybe even melted off of his body was totally miraculously restored. So we have this again here, uh, just bringing it back to, you know, the last night, the Last Supper. Jesus, he had given thanks, Eucharistio, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. I want you to acknowledge that within this, I want you to be thankful. And acknowledge by faith that within this broken body is the power. Or within this revelation of the broken body. Within this understanding of the broken body. Within this remembering that my body was broken to heal you of your brokenness. In that revelation, within that concept, there is healing for you. This is why it's the right path. It's the path of healing. Number two, write this down. The path of strength. The path of strength. Why is it the path of strength? Because really, it's the path of remembering. When we're thankful in communion, we're remembering what Jesus has done, okay? And when we remember what Jesus has done and do this in remembrance of him, which is what the word says, we bring Jesus back into the forefront of our focus. So being thankful is constantly reminding us of the goodness of God in our life. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24 Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When you remember, the word is uh, uh, the word is am- amnesis, from an- another word that means to recollect or to call to mind, to bring to, or in other words, to put me back into the forefront of your focus. When you put Jesus back into the forefront of your focus and remember what he has done through this act of communion, it brings strength into your life. It's the pathway, it becomes the pathway to strength in your life. Remembering brings our perspectives into alignment with His. I remember when I was living in Alaska, this is where God began to give me a really powerful revelation of communion. And every day, the people that I was living with took communion every day. And at that point, that wasn't, that was unfamiliar to me, taking communion every day. And it wasn't, you know, in a service, it wasn't in a church, just every day at home where I was living, I was living on the beach in Alaska. And every day they were taking communion and I just felt, I was fascinated by this. And I'm like, I don't know why I didn't do this prior. But as I would do that every day, it was like, I was always bringing Jesus back. Not that he wasn't, but there's something about the act of communion, celebrating the spilled out blood for the forgiveness of sin, celebrating the broken body for a healed body in my own life. And just reminding myself, bringing Jesus back to the forefront of my focus. Um, like every day doing it, it it just, it brought so much depth and deep connection to my relationship with God every day as I did this. And I, I go in ebbs and flows. I don't do it every day right now. And I I kick myself. I want to, I should, I forget. Sometimes I go in ebbs and flows, even with my kids. Um, but I want to encourage us. I'm going to, I'm going to give us a challenge right now on the spot. Would you over the next 21 days, 21 days. Maybe it's you individually. Maybe it's you and your wife. Maybe it's you and your family, your kids. Take the next 21 days, once a day. I don't care when it is, and do communion with them or do communion by yourself. Whatever, wherever you find your, whatever works for you. I want to encourage you. I'm going to do it over the next 21 days, starting today. Every day, I am going to do communion, not so I can feel like I'm super spiritual but so that I can continue to bring Jesus into the forefront of my focus in this time, staying thankful in this season. I kept saying it in the beginning. We wanna we be thankful in this season. I'm praying for a spirit of thankfulness in this season to come over the house, come over the community. And maybe you're new with us watching for the first time that it would come over you because of something powerful that happens when you can stay in faith because faith is the root. Thankfulness is the fruit. When you can stay in faith in seasons like this, seasons when we're still in a pandemic, so much going on right now in the world, this uh, there's something so powerful about remaining in faith and that reflecting itself in thanksgiving and thankfulness, something so powerful about it. So the next 21 days, I want to challenge you and challenge all of us to do communion every single day. And just maybe there's one thing you're believing for one thing. It could be one thing. It could be family, marriage. Believe for that one thing every time you take communion. So we have the path of strength and that comes from remembering. Now number three, we have the path of encounter. Why is thankfulness so important? It's the pathway. It's the right way. It's the pathway or the path of encounter. I say this all the time when I do communion. We commune with God in the communion. There is a communion that happens. There's a connection that happens in our relationship with God in this act of communion. He says in verse 25, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. This do as often uh, when you drink it in remembrance of me. When we understand the blood of Jesus and what it's done and the doorway that it's opened up for our lives. We understand that it's the introduction to encounter. It's the introduction. Salvation is simply the introduction to encounter every day with God. You know, we, we, every single day, like salvation isn't just a, a one stop, a one moment thing where you say a prayer, you make a decision. No, we're working out our salvation we're living out our salvation every single day we're encountering god in our salvation within our because of salvation every single day and thankfulness is a huge key towards continuing in connection, continuing an encounter with God. I love the story in Luke chapter 24. I'm not gonna read it. I'm gonna paraphrase the idea of it. Luke chapter 24, verses around 13 to 35. You have two disciples that are on a journey to a village called Emmaus, and, and uh, they're discouraged. You know, Jesus, you know, they, they, they don't know, they, they hadn't heard about Jesus resurrecting, you know, he had made these promises. He was supposed to resurrect or they didn't know. They're kind of confused. They were discouraged. You know, they kind of followed the way of Jesus, followed the teachings of Jesus, but they were confused. They were doubting. They were in unbelief. They were discouraged and they're walking. They're on this journey. And this guy, this man interrupts them on their journey and they see him as a man, but really he's Jesus. He's resurrected Jesus, but they don't recognize him. They don't know it's him. Their eyes are are blinded. Their eyes are are not seeing Jesus for who he really is. And this is kind of what happens with, with communion. It's like, man, there's something that happens to our eyes when we take communion with God and we have, we commune with God in the communion. Our eyes are open. We see Jesus on our path. Some of us right now, we feel like Jesus is not on our path. He's not on our journey. It's like we're discouraged. We're down. We're walking on this path. We're going to a destination, but it's like just hard right now. And Jesus is with us, but we don't recognize Jesus being with us because maybe we're just so discouraged. and Our discouragement is blinding us. Well, this was their issue. These two individuals on the road to Emmaus. And I love what it says here, it says in verse 16 of chapter 24, their eyes were restrained so they did not know him. And this is what happens in discouraging seasons. Our eyes become restrained and we don't see the Jesus that's with us on the path, the Jesus that's with us in this hard season, the Jesus that's with us in this dark valley that we feel like we are in then fast forward to verse 30 they come to the end of their journey and Jesus is about to leave they try to get him to stay he doesn't want to stay they get him to stay and it says he blessed and broke the bread they took a communion act they did a little bit of a bread and fellowship moment like a communion act he blessed and broke the bread and, uh, and, 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 and it says here in verse 30, as they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him and at that moment. In that moment, he disappeared. Imagine that. It's like, you're walking with this guy and, and you have this one moment of communion with this guy. And all of a sudden your eyes are open and you realize the whole time, the very person you were discouraged about or with was walking with you along on your journey. It says in verse 31, suddenly their eyes were open and they recognized him. And at that moment he disappeared. Then they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? Such a powerful moment. And it ends with this verse 35. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. And I just believe this, that Jesus reveals himself, that we encounter more of him in the act of breaking bread and doing communion together uh, with God, not only together with our families or our church community, but with God, even individually. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, get out your stuff, get out your elements, your grape juice, your wine, your bread, your pita, whatever it is for you. And uh, we're going to do this together. And I want to encourage you to put at the forefront of your focus, not only the fact that Jesus spilled out his blood for the forgiveness of your sin, not only about about the fact that Jesus broke his body was broken, so your broken body could be healed, but I want to encourage you to use this moment to just take time to commune with God in relationship. Those things, we're gonna believe for those things. We're gonna believe for healing. We're gonna believe for movement in your, your life and breaking through in areas in your life because this is what the active community communion is all about. It's all about breakthrough. I mean, Jesus broke through on our behalf. He finished the work, which was the greatest breakthrough that we could never finish, and it's the work of salvation. He did the work, paid the price for our sin debt that we could never pay. Maybe you're watching right now and before we take communion, you're watching and you've never said yes to Jesus. You've never made a decision. It's the best decision you'll ever make. It says in Romans 10 that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. All things will be made new. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, That when you give your life over to Jesus and you surrender your life, you invite him into your life, that you become a new creation. That old things, all old things have passed away and all things become new. The life with Jesus is about a new life. It's about the life you were always destined to live. And it's not just, it's not a religion you're joining. It's not a religion you're connecting to. It's a relationship with God. This is the thing. This is the, what what Jesus came to introduce in in the new covenant. It's no longer about following a bunch of rules and a bunch of commandments and a bunch of, rules and regulations. It's about relationship with me. I want your heart. I want your heart. One of the rebukes of the religious people, the Pharisees that Jesus had was, hey, you honor me with your lips. You do the stuff, but your hearts are far away from me. The new covenant is all about the heart. It's all about getting the heart, getting connected to the heart. He's been knocking on the door of your heart. He stumbled across this video, possibly, uh, somebody sent it to you. Maybe you don't even like what I said prior, but something's ringing true to you right now. And you need to make that decision and say yes to Jesus. He died on a cross, paid the price of your sin debt that you could never pay. Picture it like a mortgage that you couldn't pay off. It was The mortgage was massive. That's what sin is. The wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Well, you had this massive sin debt, this massive mortgage debt, and Jesus came, the goodness of God came, and paid it all off on a cross for you. You no longer have a debt. All you have to do is say yes. All you have to do is say, I'm in. All you have to do is align yourself with that reality and say, I want that. I want a relationship with him. It didn't stop at death, though. It stopped at resurrection. Jesus didn't just die like everybody other every other small G God did. He died and he resurrected again so you could be raised to new life and all things, like Paul said, truly could become new. So if that's you right now, you're watching, I want to encourage you before we dive into communion, just say yes. Just open up your heart, open up your mind, open up your spirit and say, yes, Jesus, I receive your forgiveness today. Just say that right now. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love today. I receive your grace today. Acknowledge that you are God, that you are King, that you are Lord. I believe you are raised from the dead on the third day. I'm acknowledging the truth of that right now. I want a relationship with you. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Empower me. Show me your goodness in this season. Help me to walk this walk of thankfulness. That's a reflection of faith in this season in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that for the first time, the best decision you'll you'll ever make in your entire life. And I want to encourage you: reach out to us. We'd love to send you some information and help you along on that journey. For the rest of us and you included, if you made that decision, I want to encourage you to put faith into this moment. That you're not just doing a symbolic act, but you're doing a prophetic act that carries the power for life-changing experience right now. And that's the act of communion. Remember the. Grape juice or the wine represents the blood. The the bread or the cracker represents the broken body that was broken for us. And as we thank God in this moment, I believe that it becomes more than a symbol. It becomes an experience in Jesus' name. So we're gonna take this. We're gonna take this. And after you take it, we're gonna pray. And I want you to believe with me for whatever it is that you're believing for in this season in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for your body and your blood. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. We just pray for everybody watching right now that is taking communion, even those that maybe don't feel comfortable taking communion right now. I just pray that you would overwhelm them with your presence right now in wherever they are, a family room, their living room, on the road. Maybe they're listening on, as, as on their ears or at the gym or something, wherever they are right now, I just pray that you would overwhelm them with your presence, your goodness, your kindness. Holy Spirit, I'm asking for faith right now to come into the room for their own life. Maybe they're struggling to believe that they could be healed, struggling believe to believe that, things could change in their career or in their situation right now struggling to believe that there's good on the other side of what feels bad right now god i pray for faith right now in the room god i pray and i join my faith with theirs right now to believe for miracles right now as those for those that are watching right now miracles in the physical body miracles with our mental health in jesus name god i pray for healing to come Right now, through the screen, literally touching people's bodies, restoring limbs, God, restoring organs on the inside, restoring immune systems restoring and removing chronic headaches, chronic pain out of the body right now. I just declare healing through the camera right now into the rooms where they're sitting and watching in Jesus' name. God, I pray for just encouragement to come, where there's discouragement. I pray for hope to come, where there's hopelessness. Holy Spirit, I'm asking right now that there would be a great manifestation of your glory and power for everybody who's connected to this and the sound of my voice, in Jesus' name. That, God, you deliver us from things that are holding us down, like bondage, things that are really keeping us chained and not able to move forward. Right now, break those chains, God, right now. Remove fear, fear that's gripping people, fear that's gripping people from stepping out or moving forward in life, in an area of their life. Right now, break the power of that fear in the name of of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you that it's your design and it's your destiny to heal and restore and reconcile us back to the place where we were always created to be reconciled back to, and that's total freedom. That's healing and wholeness in our body. In Jesus' name right now, God, I thank you for issues in the bones, God, for issues in the bones to be restored right now. I pray that they'd feel like something shifting in the bones, even the spine right now. And even the lower back, the lower back, the left part of their lower back right now that you'd restore uh, uh, where there's like um, I don't know if a slipped disc or something, uh, some sort of a herniated disc right now. I pray that you'd restore that right now, even on the left side right now. Bring healing in Jesus' name. Healing in Jesus' name right now. God, I pray for shoulders and just joints that you'd restore them back to wholeness right now and healing in Jesus' name. All those that are just struggling with some mental illness right now, they just feel off. They don't feel themselves. They know this is not their portion, their inheritance. I pray for them right now that, God, you would restore their mind. You'd restore their mind. God, you bring any, any imbalance into balance in Jesus' name right now. I pray that, God, you would just shift the spiritual climate of their life right now in Jesus' name. God, we know that you are the healer. Like this whole act of communion, a huge part of it, I mean, all of it is about healing really because the salvation is healing for our soul. It's the healing for our soul. It's the rebirth of our spirit. Every part of this act is about healing. And so God, I thank you for the healing of everybody watching right now. God, I just pray for an outbreak in this season of healing, even healings that right now would begin and manifest and be complete seven days from now. I pray that there'd be things right now that would start, that would would be completed in seven days from now in Jesus' name. God, I pray for promotions and things to shift in the jobs where people are looking for shifts and change in Jesus' name. God, I pray for the transitions, the promotions, the step-ups, even the demotions that might, you know, lead them into the right space. Maybe there's a demotion coming for someone that you don't want it. It doesn't necessarily mean a demotion in, in, um, salary or in pay, but just it feels like a demotion. It's like a different role. A role that feels lesser than the role that you have. There's a demotion coming to somebody, but it's not gonna change your pay necessarily, but it's gonna change your dynamic and how you lead and how what your what your role looks like. But it's actually good. It's actually good. It may not look good on the outside, but it's actually the best thing that you, it's the good, it's the thing that you need right now to advance into the next thing. Because whatever position you're in right now is actually a limitation for you. I see somebody that you're, it's like, you. it's like a position of authority. You feel powerful in that position. You feel like it's like God's brought you there. You know, God's brought you there, but God's going to shift you. He's going to rearrange you in this season. It's going to feel like a demotion, but it's actually God's promotion, God's favor but it's just going to look different and it's going to manifest different in this next season. But it's all about positioning you for the next great promotion that you really desire in your heart in Jesus' name. So God, I thank you for this season and for what thanksgiving does for us, God. I thank you that in this season, we're going to be thankful. And thankfulness is going to break open gates, gates of blessing, gates of favor. Thankfulness is going to literally move mountains on our behalf. Being thankful, God, is going to get us through a tough, season, a hard season, whatever it is, whatever your heart is, whatever your hard season is, God, I thank you that you are there present and we can be thankful even if we don't feel like being thankful. It's a sacrifice of praise. It's a sacrifice sometimes. And I just pray that God, we would choose thankfulness over not being thankful every time in this season in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you were touched at all, if something's happening in your body, we would love to hear about it. Please send us uh, an email. The information's on the screen. We'd love to celebrate with you, testify with you, um, and continue to pray with you along your journey. Well, Kingdom Culture, I hope you were encouraged by this Sunday's message and communion. Once again, the next 21 days, I want to encourage you, Join us in this challenge every day, 21 days straight. Take communion and watch what happens in your spiritual life in Jesus' name. God bless you, and we'll see you next week, family.